Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome. How are you? We got a new uh, time. We're going to be on from 1 to 4 every day. And... You can listen to the podcast on the iHeartMedia app. Just type in John and Ken On Demand, and you'll get the whole program there. Now, when you think about this, when we first came on to KFI years ago, we were on at 4 p.m. Yeah. Then we moved to 3. Then we moved to 2. Now we're 1. Mm-hmm. Are we on our way to morning drive? Is that what's going on? In about 50 years, yeah. 50 years. Okay. Yes. Well, hang in for that. It'll be exciting. That's right. Show to listen to. Uh, Uh, We have the Ghoul Pool results for you today. It's our first show of the new year. We're not going to reveal the winner till three o'clock hour. Oh, what an exciting finish. We can drop a couple of tidbits, which we like to do along the way. And the one that I think stood out, because this hasn't happened in a while. Let's put it this way. This used to never happen. Then it kept happening for a while. Now it's not happening. And that is somebody going three for three. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what the ghoul pool is, because there might be a couple of people that, this was the Gary and Shannon hour previously, right? <laughs> well, it was a lot um, of hours. Uh, well, I just meant. Uh, oh, previously. Yeah. Most, most recent. recently. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, our listeners pick three people that they think will pass away, but they have to be well-known people according to our panel of judges. Okay. So can't pick somebody obscure. And uh, it's a point system. So the younger the person is who dies, the more points you get, the more likely it is you will win the ghoul pool. And that, of course, is what happened in 2022 with the death of a very young person. And uh, we're going to talk to the winner at 3 o'clock. But uh, that stood out for me, that uh, a lot of people... Of course, the other thing that caught my eye is the, uh, the top incorrect picks. 102 people went with Jimmy Carter. He's not going down. 
Is he 97? He's, he's 97. Oldest president that's ever existed. No other president ever lived this long. No. no. And uh, no other president uh, was worse at his job outside of the uh, current one. They, <laughs> it's true, one-termer. Which means Biden's going to live to 110 if that's the formula. <laughs> that's very possible. Your, your lifespan is inversely proportional to your competence. Uh, probably the biggest news that occurred while we were away for nearly two weeks, they arrested a guy for killing the Idaho college students. His name is Brian Koberger. And I have to point this out, John Cobelt. Yes. The Hyundai was key. It the was. white Hyunday. Yes. Yes. I it was. It, it did turn out to be a big part of solving, we think, the murders. I no, I find I found all the news that came out after his arrest to be fascinating. Just his personality profile, which which kind of fits into your classic uh mass killer profile. But He's a PhD student? <laughs> no, in terms of awkward, lonely, repelled women. People bullied. called him aggressive, right? Yeah, you know. And he like, was bullied, but he was aggressive too. Un- unpleasant personality, right? Right. And right. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of a lot of anger inside him. I think he came out a bad seed. I think he was born evil. And uh, it took till 28, though, to. He had no criminal record, which well, is what made this difficult with the DNA, <laughs> but. As I guess, they did go to one of those ancestry databases. Yeah. And they tracked probably a second or a third cousin of his. And then, because, I mean, you think about it, you put it together between the car, the fact that he didn't live that far away, right? Uh, the fact that uh, they eventually tracked his DNA, because apparently they had to obtain his DNA. So they were, they were uh, uh, monitoring him for a number of days. And somehow it looks like they, we believe they collected his DNA. Yeah, and that, uh, then they matched it to the crime scene. And well, then... the, his dad went out to Idaho to drive with him from Idaho back to Pennsylvania for the holidays. Yeah, and uh, they they hit the highway, and I think I think for most of that trip, they were being tailed by law enforcement, and they got pulled over twice for pulled over twice or tailgating in or something. Yeah, yeah, in Indiana, yeah. both of those things, speeding and tailgating. So what, well, well, I mean, we'll see because they're transporting back to Idaho and then they're going to unseal a lot of the evidence and we'll see how all this played out. But uh, what, what's likely that they did, law enforcement, is they waited until he disposed of a water bottle yeah. or a soda cup or a something tissue. like that and then dumpster dived into the garbage can, pulled it out, and then matched it to the DNA at the scene and the DNA that they had suspected through the genealogy search. Yes. Now, what's happened today was there was an extradition hearing. He's waiving extradition from Pennsylvania back to Idaho. Uh, the breaking news is um, the appearance of his parents, who put masks completely over their faces. You know, masks it's used for COVID, but it's almost, actually the father is almost covering his eyes, and he's got a big hat on. He's a fat guy getting out of the car. Uh, they're standing behind their son, and uh, they Don't want they everyone all. to know they, they think he's innocent. Um, Good one. I don't know how else you explain your DNA at the scene unless you're going to say something like, oh, that was a party house. I was there once for a party and I cut my finger. No? Yeah. Well, Uh, plus it's their DNA that's at the scene. That's what's funny. If it's his DNA, it's 50% of mom and 50% of dad. Right. So what I'm saying is they're going to try to explain the fact that some of his DNA was found in the murder house, yeah, because he may have been there for a party sometime, and maybe something happened. And unless it was a blood sample, 
Yeah, but I think it was more <laughs> closely connected to the murders. Uh, oh, the yeah. struggle, oh. the struggle. I mean, you know, he he's he's such a whack job. And by the way, I have to point this out, and I'm so sorry that Deborah is not here today. Um, <laughs> but but this guy is not only a, an ultra vegan. He, according to his neighbors, never sleeps. So we have a, a, a an ultra vegan that never sleeps. And first person I thought of is, well, you know who? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some relative who uh, no longer is connected to the family but was connected by marriage who says he refused to eat any food that was cooked in pots or pans that was once used to make meat, to prepare meat. He would not. So I guess he would question the homeowners where he was having dinner. Well, some people are like that, like with French fries. They want to know that it's cooked. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, on... on uh, uh, I guess non-animal I'm, fat. Yeah, not right. a, in in the pan, right? Right. Yeah. And they, they want to make in sure the that fryer, it, yeah. right that it's a non-animal fat that they that they fry the uh, French fries in. Right. And there are some people that go through fast food places and they're going to get like the Beyond Meat, but they're like, uh, you better not be making that on the same grill as you're making the real meat right. patty. That's it. Right. They can't have any like animal product residue on yeah. their uh, veggie burger. Or their Beyond Burger, whatever the hell you call that thing. I think the biggest tidbit that's missing here is his connection to these people. Now, the father of one of the victims says there is a connection, but he did not reveal it. As John said, when we get back to Idaho and they begin to unseal all that they have on him, that will come out. Well, he's lived. But what was the connection? Because reports were he did stalk these people, or at least one or two oh. of them, for several weeks before he committed the murder. He lived 10 minutes away. Yes, he, he went was to, pretty close, he, just went over to, the border. He went to Washington State. It's almost like they have twin towns across the border and twin universities. You got Washington State University uh, on the left in Pullman, Washington, and then you cross the border, and on the right is... Uh, uh, Idaho, Idaho, and University of Idaho, University of Idaho, and that's out of uh, Moscow. Moscow. So, mm-hmm. you know, I bet you they uh, the students from both towns intermingle a lot. There's probably a lot of interdating going on, and they're going to the same bars and restaurants and and clubs and all that. So it's probably like a double sized community of students. And he was reported to go into bars and uh, uh, often offend women. You know, no. he'd sit at the bar. And make comments to waitresses or other women, try to come on to them, and they would give him uh, a negative response, and then he would get mad. In fact, one, uh, and this was at a brewery, it might have been in Pennsylvania, uh, where his parents live, uh, said, you can't come in here again. You do that one more time, and we're throwing you out. Because he would upset any women who that he spoke with. Right. So he's one of those, it's like an incel creeper. That's what I was going to say. It's just bring us back to the incel theory. Yeah. Oh, he uh, fits the profile. I mean, you go to 28 and you're repelling every woman that you've known to since, I mean, since like uh, elementary school. I've seen quotes from a uh, girl who knew him since he was uh, like five years old and he was a freak in elementary school. There's a woman who says she was an inmate at the same jail where they've been holding Koberger in Pennsylvania called Monroe County Jail. A woman, Valerie Cipollina. Uh, who, well, she may have been paid for this, but she told the Daily Mail that uh, he's a crazy guy in there. And he actually said to her, you come in here and I'll cut you. He would sit there and sing violent rap lyrics. He tried to expose himself at one point. This is her story. (laughs) That there's apparently some sort of a glass wall that she could kind of see him. And he was out of his mind. You come in here, uh, the rest of it was, I'm going to pee on your face. Do what you want with me, I don't give a bleep. That's what he yelled at a guard. That's what she says.
So if this is a crazy person now claiming he's innocent. Those, that doesn't sound like the behavior of an innocent person. He, he also uh, uh, yelled out, F my enemies and foes, which is a line from a Lil Wayne song. Oh. Rap song. What did you make of that report, which has never been confirmed, that one of the first things he said after being arrested is, did you arrest anybody else yet? Did you see that story? Yes, I did. I thought he's trying to throw uh, the cops off. Oh, as to accomplices. He's being a criminologist. Yeah, uh, that's the key part of I think he's researched um, how people can get away with crimes. What, What kind of confusion can you create in the courtroom or in an investigation? to delay and throw authorities off, throw right. investigators off. So I think that was uh, that was just a tactic he used. Uh, it, you know, it said he was uh, taught at one of the schools by a professor who knew the BTK killer, if you remember that guy some years ago Damn, in Kansas. From Kansas. Huh? Yeah, and there was a whole book on him that I read. Was and- he a mailman or something or a... <laughs> Yeah, he was some had some benign job in town, and he also was one of those good guys in town who joined all the oh, and he social had a wife service and a family. groups. Yeah. yeah, you know, one of those guys who you know joined the Lions Club or the Kiwanis Club and was involved in the parades and everything. What I remember, you know, yeah. big at church, you know, a volunteer guy type. I think what we have here is an incel combined with a student in criminology for PhD that mm-hmm. got fascinated with murder, like you said. And thought, you know, I don't like these people. I've stalked them for a while. Let me see if I can kill them and no one will ever catch me. He was strung out on heroin for a while in high school. Yeah. Apparently, early years, he was really fat. And then one year, he disappeared. One summer, he you know, disappeared, came back, and he was rail thin. Now, I don't know if that was the drugs or something else. But he came back, and he went from being a, a fat kid who got bullied a lot to a skinny kid who tried to bully others. And apparently a student who knew him up in Washington State said that uh, his demeanor changed after the murders. Not that he knew he was the murderer, but he would always come in exhausted, emaciated, tired, always drinking coffee. And then after the murder story broke, the next time he saw him, he said his whole personality was bubbly, he was outgoing. He was, I guess he was excited that he killed four people. i really sick. Well, we're going to have more on this at 205 Brian Enton from News Nation, who we've had on a number of times, has been covering this story from the beginning. Obviously, he can tell us some good stuff. He'll join us then. But you know what's also exciting, John Cobelt? What? The $1,000 contest is back. Oh, is that right? The name is KFI Cash Refill. You like that? Or- KFI Cash Refill. All right, well, the that's new, what the they new want. Year refill. So when we come back, you're going to hear the key word, which once again will caution you. You have to go to the website to enter it. You do not text it. Find out what the word is next. If you're just joining us, we're on from one until four now. And listen to the podcast on the KFI app. John and Ken on demand is what you type in. If you want to hear uh, the whole show at any time of the day or night, we're now on from one to four. And you can listen to the whole show at uh, at the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Type in John and Ken on demand. You can hear the podcast. All right, tell uh, them what's next right and, now. And, uh, oh, yes, it is time to uh, for you to win money. Now, That's your chance saying. to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Bank. That's bank, B-A-N-K. Enter it now at KFIAM640.com slash cash. Powered by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you're hurt in an accident, winning is everything. Call the winning attorneys at Sweet James. 800-500-5200. That's 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. 
Winners will be notified by email. So check your junk or spam folder to see if you won. You, again, the word is bank, bank. And then go to uh, kfiam640.com slash cash and input that word. Uh, don't text it. And listen to KFI for the winning keyword every weekday, starting at 6 a.m. with Bill Handel, all the way to 6.20 with Tim Conway. All right. Uh, again, coming up at 2 o'clock, we'll be talking to uh, Brian Enton with News Nation for the latest. There was a court appearance not too long ago for the man who has now been arrested for the murder of the four college students. Apparently, he's waiving extradition. I don't know if that's a complicated process to move one person from another state to a place where he's accused of murder. But anyway, he's waiving it. So I thought there were extradition issues between countries. I didn't know there was between states. States. I don't know how it works either, whether some states have certain requirements versus others. I don't know. Well, he's waiving it. I was surprised to see that, but. Well, he's waiving it. So. uh, Yeah, his parents showed up to support him. Anyway, uh, Brian will join us at 2.05 for more on this story. We've got a couple more stories to tell. Right now, we're going to talk about the architects of failure, past, and present. The first is past. It is the ghost of Eric Garcetti. And yesterday, yesterday was the last sort of official day of the old Congress. Today was the swearing-in. And there really wasn't anything going on yesterday because it was a New Year's holiday. But it was the last chance... For Joe Biden to do this recess appointment thing to get Garcetti to be the ambassador to India. That did not happen. However, today, the announcement was made by two White House officials that they will renominate Garcetti for the post. These are a few of my favorite things. So it is not over. Uh, The new composition of the Senate is 51 to 49 in favor of the Democrats. So again, you just need a few to object to Garcetti's nomination for this thing to tank. But uh, unfortunately, they've decided to uh, continue on with this dud to perhaps be the next ambassador to India. Well, you know, they have an acting ambassador now, uh, a woman who's uh, they installed in November, and she has previous ambassador experience. So they, they have someone capable of doing the job in place, and she's been in place now for a couple of months. Well, why don't they just nominate her? That's uh, complicated. Yeah, I, I don't know what this is because uh, if he, it, it, a recess appointment is when you uh, 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 appoint somebody while the Senate is in recess, but that can only last for a year. The one thing is, is that the Senate plays a trick now because they've been burned by recess appointments in the past, and somebody shows up and gavels the Senate into session and then gavels them out of session three minutes later. And they do this every three days. And that stops the clock on recess appointments. No. Because from what I've read, and this is a this is bipartisan agreement, both Democrats and Republicans really resent presidents trying to work around the rules and work around the Constitution. Like, the, it, it's up to the Senate to approve nominees. And if a president is messing around with recess appointments during Christmas break, uh, they get pissed off. And so they've come up with this maneuver well, where, where they're in session for five minutes and then out of session. Hmm. And and there's a, there's a lot of Democratic, uh, anti-Democratic Garcetti sentiment, at least well, enough to keep him from getting the uh, nomination. It, it is not unusual for nominees of a president to get blocked in the Senate. Trump had a whole bunch that were stuck in the pipeline. And it is not just Garcetti. The announcement today is that dozens of the nominations will be resubmitted. Uh, once the Senate gets going again, including I forgot about this, 
that dud, Phil Washington, used to be the head of the MTA here in Los Angeles County. He's supposed to lead the FAA. But uh, that apparently that nomination didn't get through either. Well, yeah, because he made a disaster at a metro. And he was also involved in the Sheila Kuehl scandal. And he's got no business. What? He's got no business being in charge of all the planes lifting off and landing at the airports. Look, yeah, look at the I... train system he left behind. These uh, rolling wagons carrying homeless people crisscrossing the county. Why would you want that guy in charge of plane safety? So now we got to play this game out for who knows how much longer with the yoga pants still uh, in the wind there, uh, waiting to be. What was unusual about his situation is he got past a committee, and all that was left was the full vote by the Senate floor. And then that got stopped because of the whole sex harassment complaints against uh, his well, former top aide. Everybody was playing their role going through the motions where they dutifully asked Garcetti about about the, the rumors, the charges, and he assured everyone and denied everything. And then Charles Grassley, the Republican uh, from Iowa, said, well, we're doing our own investigation. And the Senate is a really weird, quirky place with a lot of strange rules, but one senator can put a block on a nomination. And Grassley put a block and said, you know what? We're doing our own investigation. Then he came out with a report that was harsher than any other previous investigation. Right. And and so and the Democrats read the report, and I guess some of them found it credible, and they said, you know, we can't do this because we're always preaching about no sexism, no racism, and blah, 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 and, uh, you know, me too, all yeah, the hashtags. Yeah, like phonies. Yeah, yeah, right. They look like phonies. And plus, you read it. If you actually read it, it's really gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, U.S. Senator Bob Menendez from New Jersey. Aren't they after him again legally for something? Uh, he's the Foreign Relations Committee chair. Wouldn't say. If he wanted Garcetti to be renominated, that's up to the White House. I'm not sure there's the votes. Senator Todd Young of Indiana said the same thing. It may be time to pick a different nominee, given all the problems that Garcetti has faced with this. Even though he has extensive knowledge, too much time has passed. Yeah, too much time is a year and a half since he was first nominated to be the ambassador to India. You would think this must be quite a debt that Biden feels he owes Garcetti for what? Campaigning for Garcetti him? Garcetti raised a ton of money. No. Uh. You know, Who would and, give money because Garcetti says so? Garcetti had a big fundraising operation, a huge one. Not only for uh, Biden, in fact, because Garcetti became, I think, like a chairman of Biden's campaign, like yeah. an honorary chairman, which is what you get when you haul in a lot of money. But he also had this this slush fund called the Mayor's Fund. And he they would browbeat businesses into giving money to whatever Garcetti's pet charities oh, were. Oh, Rick Jacobs is the head of that. Rick Jacobs ran that. Yeah. So all the fundraising for Garcetti himself, the mayor's fund, and for Biden was run by Rick Jacobs. So right. I guess Biden is being really loyal to those two. And in the meantime, they put this woman in as the acting ambassador when nobody was looking. All right. Well, architects of failure, past and present, when we come back. John, how's it going with Mayor Bass? The homeless. We'll talk about it. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. We're on from 1 to 4 every day now, and you could hear uh, the entire show on the iHeartRadio app. Just type in John and Ken on demand uh, for the podcast, and you could hear the whole thing whenever you want. 
All right, uh, we'll be talking about the Idaho college student murders in 30 minutes. Our guest will be Brian Enton from News Nation. And just in the last couple of hours, there was a court appearance for the guy. It's all about extradition, which is a, for, uh, a formality because he's already waived it. But uh, his parents showed up, and uh, <clears throat> we talked to Brian several times from Idaho about the case. He'll bring us up to date after the news at 2.05. At 3.05, the winner of Ghoul Pool 2022 will be on the air with us. And uh, this person did well, although apparently nobody went three for three this year. Uh, our winner uh, did manage to have um, a person, Aaron Carter, who was just 34 years old when he passed away from looked like a drug overdose. Uh, I figured that whoever did that under the point system would be the winner. And that person did pick Aaron Carter and someone else who just passed away in the last week or so. So how's that for a last-second uh, mm-hmm. comeback to win Ghoul Pool 2022? You'll find out who that winner is uh, when we talk to her at 3.05 on the John and Ken show. Uh, one thing I found funny, it's been raining a lot, right? That tends to happen in December, January, sometimes, not every year. Uh, the headline I saw last week was, Snowpack up north is the highest in a decade, but is it enough? <laughs> and the Times this afternoon wants you to know that this series of atmospheric river storms throughout Northern California have led to heavy rains. The snowpack is 174% of average for this time of year. But guess what? Compared to April 1st, it's still 64% below average. Uh-huh. April 1st, which is still three It's still away. not enough. It's never enough. That is the bottom line. Right. It's not enough. So conserve. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the... the uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of stupid to have 39 million people living in this state, and that's why we're short of water. We have too many people, and we have a stupid government that doesn't create water storage, right? Imagine if all—I mean, up in San Francisco last week, there was one day. It was the second wettest day in 170 years of records. It was four and three-quarter inches of rain. They've had to make rescues. Yeah. Flooding is unbelievable. Uh, they, uh, and so if you're getting that kind of rain, you know how much of that runs off into the ocean? Into the San Francisco Bay? Too much. Be- yeah, too much. And and all, they, they should have many more reservoirs, many more water storage infrastructure areas, and they don't have it. And then they could blow oh, we're short of water. Be- that's the way California works. You have big rainy winters, and then you have long periods of drought. So during the big rainy winters, you have to collect yeah. as much as possible. The weather is concentrating itself, so you're going to get these... Periods of big storms followed by periods of no storms. So, yeah, you got to grab all the water you can from the big storm periods. And we're in one right now. It's an atmospheric river. And for they, God's sakes. They haven't opened a state reservoir, a new one, in over 40 years, since 1979. I mean, that's insane. And on the books, $7 billion that we agreed to borrow in 2014 to build new reservoirs, they've built nothing. They've started nothing. Eight years, the money is sitting out there. All right. Now, another story we followed a lot. John Cobelt uh, lives in Los Angeles. Uh, how's it looking with the homeless? Because uh, Mayor Karen Bass has kicked off Inside Safe. This is about getting the people out of the encampments and, I don't know, into some type of shelter. Hotels and motels seem to be the uh, big nominees. Have you seen a significant difference now that we've had Karen Bass as mayor for over three weeks? Well, it rained so much, I hardly left the house during the vacation. Oh, was that right? <laughs> but no, it, uh, I've seen, actually, driving around, I've seen enormous numbers of homeless living under the overpasses. I think a lot of them scattered to get out of the rain. 
Right. And there were some homeless overpasses on my side of town. I was like, holy moly. I'll tell you, though, one day, one day we drove down to Manhattan Beach. Manhattan Beach didn't have one single body in the streets. Hmm. Nothing. And I intentionally looked around. I said, look, I was walking with my wife. I said, look, they don't have anything, do they? Nothing on the beach, nothing on, on the on the strand there, the walkway, nothing in uh, you know in the parks, nothing. One story that popped up is that L.A. County is sending psychiatrists to the streets. See, John, not just outreach workers, but real licensed psychiatrists to sit down with the homeless people and talk about their problems. It's called street psychiatry. A small but emerging specialty in the field of mental health. What's that going to do? Well, you get a diagnosis and then what? I don't know. Right. Diagnosis is uh, severe meth addiction. It says here they're they're trying to build relationships with them to get them more willing to accept medication. We've heard this crap for a decade. The same stuff over and over again. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. All good intentions. See? Because that's what progressives love. We have good intentions. Your good intentions suck. This doesn't work. All your counseling, all your outreach, all your this and that. Yeah, you end up making a lot of money. I mean... this is a good field to get into, I guess. Homeless psychiatry, because there's just gobs and gobs, billions and billions of dollars flowing through the system. It's like, yeah, go go stand on the street and talk to a crazy person. I don't know how joyous that is to do for a living, but sure, no, I guess it, there will be money oh, involved. It's not, but it's not joyous. It's no, not going to be. Uh, it's pretty grim. You'll burn out in probably a year, and you just take the money and run. Now, as for the motel and the hotel idea... California Globe ran a pretty interesting story over our vacation. Charles Chung is a motel owner in Los Angeles who told the Globe they keep trying to push the idea of leasing out rooms to the homeless, but they're not listening to us. With Project Room Key, there were so many damaged rooms. My brother's hotel in San Jose had many rooms torn apart by homeless people being housed there with no compensation. And then L.A. tried to force that on us earlier this year. But are they going to pay for damaged rooms? Can we kick them out when we need to? Is the city liable for what they do? We always get the runaround. Which I think is a great response to this because everyone says, yeah. oh, yeah, we got all these hotels Wait. and motels and some of them are underused. Let's put the homeless in there. Do you know where this story is? This story doesn't lead the top of the uh, El Segundo Times, does it? When they were doing the rah-rah for Karen Bass and the new start for homelessness. No, this is buried in CaliforniaGlobe.com, which I imagine not a whole lot of people read. No, but there, California... good source from some of these stories. Good source yeah. for us because they print the truth. And the truth, if you talk to the motel owners, is these these are all the same kind of programs. They come up with you know catchy names like Project Room Key, Insight Safe. It's the same thing. You go and you bully motel owners to take in... Uh, homeless people, and then the, the city tax money is used to pay for the shelter. Except, and they'll try that out in a limited way, but what's the key line here? There were so many damaged rooms. And we don't get compensated. He said they need to sign a contract. Well, they'll pay us if they damage the place, but they're not doing that. Yeah. He goes on to say with this Inside Safe program, they're trying it again. But enough, you know? Stop trying to push these programs on us until we get to have some limits. We're okay with the idea with some limits, like having the homeless people come in being vouched for so they don't destroy the rooms. Or like a city or the city signing a contract that will pay for all the damages. Or they'll pay the usual daily charge for the room if they want to do this. Don't hang us out to dry. Another motel owner said, well, you know, a lot of them have mental issues or they smoke or they use drugs. That's a lot to take in and a lot can go wrong. 
We're not, we're not, we can't accommodate that. And then some of them want special services from us. We don't do that. Motel. Right? So there's probably nobody comes on scene to deal with these people. And the motel owners are like being constantly uh, asked stuff or uh, cleaning up after them. Yeah, the motel owners are supposed to have a street psychiatrist on hand to try to get these uh, crazy people to take their medications. Wow. Motel owner, you just, you're just, you, you run a cleaning crew, basically. Well, I the- kid you not, there was a story last week. Eh, I'm not sure if it was an opinion piece because I didn't read all of it. But the headline was, Karen Bass can solve homelessness. Will she be California's next governor? We're already there. We're already moving on to her next yes, office. She's going to solve homelessness. Right. So she'll be ready to be California's next governor. The same done. warmed over failed Garcetti ideas. All I have seen now, right? Another two weeks have gone by. All I've seen is the, the, the Garcetti agenda that failed for nine and a half years. So let's, let, let's do year 10 now. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. We're on from 1 to 4 every day, and you can hear the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, you just uh, type in John and Ken On Demand. All right, Brian Enton will be our guest at 205 from News Nation. Right there from the beginning, the Idaho College student murders, a court appearance this afternoon for the man that's been arrested for those murders. His name is Brian Koberger. And wow, what a background he has. Some that fits the profile, some that does not. We'll talk about all this at 2.05. And another $1,000 is up for grabs, the cash refill from KFI, what we're calling it. You just have to listen for the keyword around 2.20 for a chance to win that money. Well, right now we want to spend a few minutes on helping somebody out that we knew pretty well over the years here at KFI, one of our technical engineers. Yeah, if you've been listening to KFI a long time since uh, we started here. Um, you may have remember a guy named Tony Dinkle. You probably never heard him. He was behind the scenes. He was one of the best engineers that we ever worked with. And when we did shows at that time on the road to cover news stories, uh, uh, he would rig up uh, a system so we could broadcast amazing, yes. from anywhere. Uh, I, I mean, I remember one time, I think we were we were covering either Gary Condit or Scott Peterson, and he, he created a studio inside a motel room, then strung out all these wires across the parking lot so we could get that out on Condit, the street. That was Condit, yeah. Yeah, that was Condit. And, and then, we were on the street for Scott Peterson. We're on, we're on the street, and then we could he roam. He did that too, but yeah. We could, we could roam with our microphones up and down the street. And, uh, and this I, was years ago where it was a little more difficult technically to do some oh, of these things, but he would always say, I'll figure it out, and he did. I, I He did things... His own way, and I was really upset when he left the company about 10 years ago. Uh, and eventually he ended up working in Las Vegas. But he, he was a great guy, great to work with, and just did ingenious things that simply no other engineer was able to do before or since. And, and he wanted to do it, too. You know, sometimes you get guys like, oh, I don't know. No, he wasn't <laughs> that guy. You no. told him something impossible, and he got excited, and he did it. Um, unfortunately, he's, uh, he's really sick. And there's a GoFundMe page up. Uh, it's entitled Tony Dinkle, D-I-N-K-E-L, excuse me, D-I-N-K-E-L. And it's uh, the go-to guy of KFI. And uh, he, a friend of his, a woman named Sandy, is trying to raise money. Uh, you could read the piece online and you could see what his medical condition and bills are. Um, he uh, is in line to get a liver transplant. Um possibly in Portland, Oregon. So in the meantime, we want to help raise money for him. So if you go to GoFundMe.com, Tony Dinkle, the go-to guy of KFI, type that in. 
and donate. I know you don't know him, but if you've been listening long enough, probably some of your favorite shows and our favorite moments were made possible because of him. And he never got enough credit, never got enough attention. I don't think he particularly wanted it. He was no. just, he was, you know, very, very proud to pull off the technical miracle. And believe me, he did. I, I still don't understand how he did some of those things. And he's a really good guy. So Tony Dinkle, D-I-N-K-E-L, the go-to guy of KFI, if you could donate even just a few bucks uh, to help out his medical bills. And hopefully he'll get the new liver and hopefully that'll go all go well. Yeah, yeah. It says here the funds will go for his needs, help pay his medical costs, his Medicare premiums, his blood thinners that are costing him. So if you could help, it's very easy to find. GoFundMe.com, which is well known, I'm sure, by all of you. And then you put in under individuals for the search Tony Dinkle, D-I-N-K-E-L. It's a very unique last name. So you're going to see him right away, the go-to guy from KFI. And if you can donate anything, I mean, they've already surpassed the goal, but clearly, uh, you know, they should raise the goal because... uh, this guy knew a lot of people in the radio business all the years that he did the magic that he did. Yeah. And certainly they'll all be trying to help out. But we think our listeners could really add to this if you've enjoyed the shows that we did uh, when Tony was our chief engineer years ago to put together the broadcasts. Then we would, uh, any amount, you can give it all to, uh, to uh, Tony Dinkle to help him out. All right. When we return, of course, it was a big story for us since it happened on November 13th, and that was the murder of the four college students in Moscow, Idaho, University of Idaho students. And while we were on our vacation break there over the holidays, they did finally arrest a guy, which convinced me, John, that maybe they weren't so oafish and incompetent. They just had to go a long road to track this guy through DNA ancestry sites and to track that car and to narrow down the search and well, they arrested him. Uh, his name is Brian Koberger. He made a court appearance today in Pennsylvania, uh, probably pretty brief because it's only about extraditing him to Idaho, where we're going to learn a lot more about the case. Brian Enton from News Nation, who was posted up in Idaho from day one of this, will join us next. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Mark Rotter in for Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 